Hi, I'm Noah Postema. And I'm Jackson Greer. Welcome to the Info Cafe. Today is Thursday, April 27th. Thursday, April 27th. That's right. A Thursday episode. Thursday episode. Mm-hmm. Trying new things. Yeah. Just, just try, trying to switch it up. Trying switch to stay fresh up. here yeah. at the Keep Info you on Cafe. your toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep us on our toes. Yes. Can't, can't get locked into a routine. Get lazy. No. Get complacent. No. It's all about getting better. Mm-hmm. Every, every week, every day. Championship mindset. <laughs> Always. Uh, well, April 27th, this, this day in history, mm-hmm. we, uh, we have... According according to one man, a very big day in history. Yeah, some may say the biggest. Mm-hmm. I would say the biggest. What gives us the history? Yeah, Johannes Kepler, the uh, the German scientist, uh, the I don't I guess you could say astrophysicist maybe. Probably <laughs> you could makes you could say that, that one. Astronomer perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went ahead and calculated uh, that the universe was created or it ex- began to exist. Maybe, maybe not created, but it began to exist. Came, uh, came into existence? Yes. Maybe, yes. Uh, in uh, 4,977 B.C. On April 27th. Yeah, I don't know how he got to the exact date, wow. but he did. Maybe he made this calculation on this day. And oh, yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's, cel- maybe it's celebrating that day. I don't know. Either it, way. It, either way, the, the universe was created on April 27th. <laughs> you can tell people that. Uh, yeah. Insight, Johannes Kepler. Yeah. Um, also on this day in 1521, one of one of my favorite explorers, Magellan, yeah, um, was mortally wounded and left for dead in the Philippines. Um, that's unfortunate that he was that his men deserted him, left him in, left him for dead. Yeah. Uh, you know what happened? That that's that's just kind of what happens when you get struck by a poison arrow uh, from a Filipino tribe. Uh, you tend, people tend to lose interest in you after that, you know, because you're kind of a, a you're you're a goner at that point. Yeah, po- not, not, not only is it an arrow, but a poison arrow. There's yeah. just not much you can do out out in the, out in the Philippines, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, also uh, on this day, John Milton, the, the the famous author, famous poet, he he sold his he sold Paradise Lost, um, the copyright to it, for ten pounds. Ten pounds. What, uh, what 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 some might consider some of the best poetry ever written for for ten pounds. Yeah, blind impoverished. John blind Milton. impoverished John Milton. He needed the money. John he needed the ten pounds. What do you think he What do you think he spent his ten pounds on? Uh, I'd like to imagine that as soon as he got his ten pounds, he went out to like a little, uh, probably like some sort of tea shop or something like that. Maybe okay. got himself yeah. a little. Uh, Little, little Earl Grey l- loaf of bread and some some tea yeah a little Earl Grey Earl Earl Grey <laughs> had a little party celebrating a, a little tea party <laughs> a little tea party man yeah. ten pounds I just I wonder how much it just made oh I can't imagine that. That'd be pretty loud can't imagine well that's today in history that's a good day April twenty seventh the day the world universe created yeah yeah it's good stuff it all right uh, culture club. Let's move on to Culture Club. Yeah, it's one of my favorite favorite parts. It is. It truly is. We got well, some, some we, big, big we stuff. We have a, an interesting, interesting story here. Um, Caitlyn Jenner, on the road promoting her recently um, released memoir, The Secrets of My Life. 
Um, interesting title. I'm sure there are just hundreds of secrets. So many secrets. So many secrets in there. Um, but she's also promoting uh, another little another little something. Um, Caitlin is claiming that she she personally knew that O.J. Simpson was guilty, and <laughs> so did Robert Kardashian um, throughout the entire trial. Um, <laughs> interesting claim to make. Yeah, it is. But uh, perhaps founded. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very uh, grounded claim there. Yeah. I would say, I don't know, maybe she's onto something. She might be onto something. Yes. It's the first time I've ever heard of him, him being guilty. <laughs> Uh, but of course, you recall the. I've just been yeah, I've been a huge oh. believer in OJ's innocence. Yes, for the longest time now, and this is shocking news that someone has come out and said that they believe OJ is guilty. It's groundbreaking. I don't know why more people aren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, well, all jokes aside, you, rec- you recall uh, OJ being uh, acquitted in the criminal case, but then mm-hmm. being ultimately convicted in the civil case. Um, so he's spent spent a few a few years in, in prison. Yeah, the juice is not loose. No, juice is not loose at all. Um, <laughs> But, but, never fear, there's potential for him to be released as early as October of this year, the year of our Lord, 2017. O.J. Simpson could be released if he makes um, seven out of his ten paroles within uh, the next few months. Oh. Interesting. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Uh, do you think you watched, is it, oh, was it O.J. Simpson versus the people? Well, there were two that came out. Uh-huh. Um, there, was, there was the FX dramatic show with... Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. I like that one. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. And then there was the ESPN documentary um, that was more of a, an objective reporting style. But I hope he did. I hope he got to watch them too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. They were both extremely well made. And oh, yeah. the thing was, I got to watch um, the ESPN one with my dad. And he, of course, remembers that time pretty vividly. Mm-hmm. And kind of the first the first time, uh, is, at least as he, said, he, as he puts it, the first time a, a pro athlete of that stature was... Um, thrust under a microscope like that on yeah. national TV and just kind of he, he was talking about how the world just kind of stopped that day when he was um, racing down the highway mm-hmm. and all attention was focused there so it was cool to to get to watch that alongside him and hear his input yeah, um, yeah. the O.J. Simpson versus people the, the Fox the dramatic version mm-hmm. was is excellent it was really well, mm-hmm. well made I, I remember thinking the whole time I was watching like if I because I obviously I already knew the, the verdict what yeah. happened he was acquitted and all that uh but if I hadn't known, like, the verdict or whatever, this that would have made a really, really good series. I mean, it, it already is a really good series, but it would have been, like, a really, really great, suspenseful, mm. dramatic series, like, following the case and figuring out what's going to happen with all, like, the drama between the, the lawyers and whatnot and the, yeah. the juries and all that crazy yeah, it's, stuff. it's interesting when you produce a show like that where everybody kind of already knows this, the outcome. Yeah. You have to you have to really pour into still creating that suspense yeah. um, despite people knowing mm-hmm. what, what will happen. And they did a wonderful job. Yeah. Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr. is great. John Travolta. And, yeah, John Travolta. <laughs> but uh, I think Corny B. Vance uh, really made a name for himself, too, uh-huh. uh, in that in that show. Yeah, and of course... Uh, Sarah Paulson. Yeah, Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. our lady Sarah Paulson. Always killing Gosh. it on yeah. FX. Great, yeah. good stuff. But Caitlyn Jenner, heard of her first. She's she's the one to be um, bringing this to light. Yeah. Uh, also in news, M. Night Shyamalan, who recently released his, his film Split... Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to spoil the ending for you. There's a scene that echoes back to his previous film, Unbreakable, um, in which Bruce Willis stars. Uh, that's a different different movie. But um, he announced today that he will release, or he will b- begin production for a sequel to both Unbreakable and Split mm-hmm. called Glass, in which it will reunite Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, James 
Ma- I don't know how to say McAvoy. It. McAvoy and Anna Taylor Joy. Um, so it's gonna combine these two movies and give us give us a sequel. Yeah, it's interesting. That should be very very interesting. Yeah, Shyamalan to go, to go. He he says he he always intended in, intended this to happen. Um, to go to go the sequel route. A little crossover action. Yeah, a little crossover action. It's kind of odd, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like I'm, I don't know if I'm excited. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care for M. Night Shyamalan that much. Mm-hmm. His movies. Signs. Signs was a good movie. Signs was a good movie. Love Village. Signs. Love Signs. Sure, The Village, too. Why not? Too. Yeah. Why not? yeah. But. He's definitely an interesting guy with a weird style. But yeah. uh, The way the way it, it's looking to line up is that it would be um, Bruce Willis as, as your, your hero, your good guy. Yeah. Samuel L. and James, which is interesting because it's not, it's not your normal... Um, Marvel superhero story, but but in a way, it's it's these people. These people have these powers, but mm-hmm. it's more of a a localized, real person. I don't know if it'll be very. I don't, I don't know if it'll stick to horror or thriller. Cause Split, Split definitely was broadcast as a horror, thriller, suspenseful film. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it, it good? Was de- it was, yeah. Was yeah. It, it was terrifying. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there were certainly moments where James portrays these different personalities and it's chilling um reminds me of uh identity starring john, john cusack, cusack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that film john cusack yeah Where did, i haven't heard from john cusack in a while wow. here's the thing you remember he was in con air yeah i i think this is just personal personal opinion he's he's wholeheartedly pursuing a con air <laughs> and that's just what he's been pouring himself oh, into man. the past no, but I love, I love John Cusack. He, yeah. a, a movie we both love, High Fidelity. Oh, High Fidelity is a good movie. Yeah, Man. love it. Yes. And then John Cusack also in um, the the Be- the Beach Boys um, biopic. Yeah, yeah. Starring yeah. as Brian Wilson, Love and Mercy with Paul Dano. That's a wonderful, wonderful look at Brian Wilson. Yeah, I, I, I think I caught a bit of that on. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it on TV sometime? Was it on TV? How are Prime. Saying? Okay, yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've, I've caught a little bit of it. Shout out to our sponsor, Amazon Prime. Yeah, thanks for all the. <laughs> The gear guys, all the stuff that you send us. Um, one more, one more note uh, in the world of culture. Little David Fincher, yeah. uh, the critically acclaimed director, yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, he's he's in the he's in the works, closing in on a deal to direct World War Z, two. Two, another critically acclaimed work. Yeah, actually, I did enjoy World War oh, Z. Yeah. It was pretty good, honestly. I mean, when you <laughs> when you get. When your only big name in the in the in the movie is really just Brad Pitt, yeah, and you cast it as a zombie movie, yeah, that's I don't, I'm all in. I'm you're, <laughs> you have to be all in, uh, just by necessity. Yes, um, it's very interesting. But David Fincher, that he would, he, his I, I feel like he's kind of stooping. He's kind of stooping to a different level. <laughs> right, not, his, not rising, but stooping his, down a little his bit. His vein of directing is very very much geared towards award, well, not awards, but a a different brand of film yeah then world war z kind yeah. of fits into sort of i wouldn't uh, i guess world war z is kind of more of a box office type yeah yeah you're that's, selling, that you're selling brad pitt you're yeah. selling zombies david fincher's not always he's not brad pitt or zombies no. although he is brad pitt sometimes <laughs> he is yeah he is he does love brad pitt yeah so. interesting to keep an eye on uh, yeah production's not expected to start until the uh late 2018 so oh more, more ways away. More ways away, but that'd be very interesting. It'll be here before you know it. World War Z um, hasn't been around the past few episodes, but bringing back literally, literally literature. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Back um, better than ever. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to: uh, the novel, 
called Into the Water. It's the, the second novel released by um, one Paula Hawk Hawkins. Her debut novel was The Girl on the Train, which was later adapted into a very, very successful blockbuster movie starring Emily Blunt. Was it very successful? It was pretty successful. Really? It, it kind of killed... It, well, it was in the... It was in that, uh, like, end of summer, beginning fall. Successful oh, yeah. by a, a book that was released in the same year. Huh. That, that kind of time yeah. frame. Um, but her, her debut novel, Girl on the Train, sold over 20 million copies. Um, so as far as debut novels go, pretty successful. Um, yeah. Which, which has led to um, critics citing that it's very hard to follow up uh, a, a debut like that. And the first, the first few critiques of Into the Water have um, come out, and the, the opening chapter was put up online, and I had the chance to read it. And um, I was pretty intrigued. It's, the way she's going to set it up uh, is what it looks like, is to have 11 different voices um, oh. following the, like telling the story, in a sense. Um, and the, the general plot is a um, single mother is found dead in the water and then a, a young um, daughter or girl you don't really know is also found in the water, hmm. which leaves this 15-year-old um, with lots of questions and not a lot of answers, um, but it's told through the different eyes of the police force okay. to cover the story and all the sorts of stuff. Um, so it's it has potential to be very, very terrifying and very... Um, very sly and witty, much like Girl on the Train. I see. Um, yeah. It's exciting. Something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. oh. In that literary suspense genre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. That was uh, literally, 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 <coughs> literally, literally, literature, 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 literature. Uh, and culture club. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On time for current events. The current, yeah. Current what's, state of the world. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Well, same old, same old. A lot is going on, but it's kind of the same old, same old. Yeah. Uh, take a look at what's happening domestically. Uh, Trump administration announced plans to not withdraw from NAFTA or terminate the deal, but instead to renegotiate, which, again, is another sort of departure from Trump's campaign. Yeah. Which he did He did uh, withdraw from uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is good on him. He said he would do it, and, and he did say that he would get out of NAFTA as well. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible deal and all this good stuff, but uh, he's not. Yeah, we're just, just trying to find a compromise, I guess. Just going to renegotiate, I guess. Renegotiate. Yes. Uh, and he said that the renego renegotiations actually start today. Today, April 27th. April 27th, yes. The day of the universe. Problem is, the, the <laughs> problem is they don't because there has to be like a 90-day period uh, in which Congress uh, and industrial kind of... The for, groups, yeah, the yeah. industrial groups sort of plan it out, hmm. negotiate, whatnot. And uh, there's a letter that needs to be sent, a letter of intent, I think, mm -hmm. a note of intent, uh, signifying that they're going to begin to start this process. And engage in the talks yeah. with, with NAFTA. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said he was going to send it last month, but he didn't. Or no, he's going to send it. He said last month he said that they were going to send it in the next couple of weeks. It hasn't been sent yet. Hopefully they get going because... Uh, according to Trump, NAFTA is really killing us. Yeah, a lot of people want to see this this bad deal go. Bad deal go, but uh, <laughs> but looking at you said ninety days. That's about it's about three months time mm -hmm. from really any anything getting getting yeah. done. Yeah, anything really getting started. Started. Yeah, it was like a while before stuff gets done. Yeah. Well, also, I believe we passed the threshold of one hundred days. Have we, or is it? I think I think we have. Or wait, it might know. be coming up. Is it? Either way. Uh, Trump's approval ratings uh, 
according to CNN and their poll, they're at an all-time or historical low. Uh, he's the most unpopular president at this point in his tenure, which I don't know. I guess it kind of depends on the poll. Yeah, and I think it speaks a lot to the initial excitement when he when he you know was picking his team in the first the first couple of weeks of his camp or his uh, his election. I don't know yeah. what's the, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, his presidency. Yes. Um, and as of late, with the international policies and instances that have occurred, you I mean you see his his approval ratings going down. Mm-hmm. His first his first real experience trying to engage and tackle tackle those. No, I mean, there's ups and downs. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to be... Even though he said it would never would. <laughs> he says that his ratings are always going to be good, but they're not. It's fine, though. <laughs> Bounce back. Just like yes. just like uh, some rapper says. I don't know. I hate that song. A lot of them say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the worst song ever. Um, but that's that's sort of that. Yeah. Typical North Korea stuff still yeah. happening, I assume. World War Three is coming. World, we're again. not saying it. I'm not. I yeah. We, Let me go on the record as saying that I, I will not say that World War Three is coming. But, but wow, World War Three is uh, it's knocking on the doorstep, knocking on the door at at our it's doorstep, at the, at at the doorstep, doorstep, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Yep, knock, knock, knocking. Mm-hmm. On the doorstep's door. Is that the line? Yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, big news in in um, in terms of sports. Yes. That came out yesterday. A lot of a lot of big stuff. Yes. The ESPN, the um, premier sports service, I guess. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, mm. they 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 had to lay off quite a bit of uh, manpower. Yeah, one hundred around one hundred mm-hmm. uh, staff, which is yeah double. I think what they originally thought it was going to yeah. be. Well, if you recall, a year ago they they had to do layoffs as well, but that was mostly um, technical crew people that you didn't see on the screen. And yeah. this this instance, however, was primarily your analysts, your reporters that you uh, that you see almost every day. Yeah, there's some very big yeah. names that I was I was pretty sad. Uh, no, let's just throw out, throw out a few names here. Yeah, Jay Crawford, Jay Crawford, Andy Katz, Trent Dilfer, Jason Stark, Danny Cannell, Ed Werder. Yeah, Ed Werder was a big one. He's the Cowboys guy. Big I was, names, yeah. yeah, he'd always be on. Mm-hmm. And, about and a guy like Andy Katz, I don't know if I can name another college basketball analyst. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Jay, that, Jay Billis, maybe? Jay, Bill, yeah. <laughs> Jay Billis. But it's just interesting. Um, ESPN, you know, you're... You think they're invincible. They, yeah. They, they, they present themselves as invincible, but they're having to let go of talent like this after... Most most of these guys have been working at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, some even 20. And it's it's sad for them for their families. I know Danny Canellis sent out a tweet... Um, saying how he had he had gone all in by moving his family to Bristol. Yeah, uh, just to just have it all in in three minutes. Yeah, and someone like uh, someone on Twitter pointed out very astute observation. There's not a whole lot of uh, uh, sports broadcasting analytical oh, yeah. work in Connecticut, so a lot of people, a lot of families are going to have to be moving. A lot of kids mm. relocating. Not not the ideal situation. Yeah, the shock shock waves are felt. Yeah, much farther um, than just ESPN, but. We've had we've had this conversation before, kind of the state of Sports Center. Yeah. Um, we we of course grew up um, watching Sports Center. Yeah, all the time. Pretty pretty much daily. It, yeah. w- it would always kind of be on in my house. I know that. Mm-hmm. And as of late, it's just it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of there. It's 
a lot of production that's going mm-hmm. on. It's really unnecessary. They seem sort of desperate trying to get viewers and yeah, and ratings and whatnot by little gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Kind of catering towards a, a younger generation in a way, but yeah, it's just but, not working. Yeah, it's not good catering. It's bad. <laughs> That's why, like the shows like Sports Nation, they're not really, not really suffering a whole lot. I yeah. think they're because they're they're doing pretty well. Because I mean, that's a pretty good show, and it's mm-hmm. easy to watch, fun to watch. Shows like uh, Pardon the Interruption as well. Yeah, um, I love Pardon the Interruption. Those two, Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, just kind of are in their own their own studio. It seems like yeah, uh, no one no one really cares what they say. <laughs> but but I think that's that's kind of what makes that show successful is that it's it's separate from this this big overhanging. ESPN title. Yeah, it's a big old studio. It's its own brand. Yeah. I had a question for you. Mm. Um, you get to fire one ESPN employee. <laughs> oh, man. Who, who, are you, who, are you, who are you getting rid of? Gosh. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know what ESPN guy I would fire. I think... TNT falls under the the, <laughs> okay. the ABC uh, Disney branch, which ESPN also falls under. So, if we're talking TNT, I'm firing Reggie Miller <laughs> from being a commentator during sports games, basketball uh, games. He's kind of the worst. I don't enjoy he, him. He's very terrible. Yeah, he. I kind of have to mute him whenever the game's on and he's the commentator. Uh, yeah, get rid of him. Too. Yeah. What about what about you? Uh, the coachman, Jonathan Coachman. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's annoying. A, he's a oh, my. sports center anchor, and they, first of all, they refer to him as the coach. I know it's his, in his last name, but he has never once coached his entire life, and his his whole persona and character. Yeah, just it's like me. almost like fake charisma. It's, oh man, it's so bad. It's terrible. Well, we wish our best ESPN. Yeah, all the guys who got laid it, off. We'd like to note the Info Cafe is not having this issue. We're, yeah, no, we're, we're not laying off anybody. We're pumping, we're chugging right along on the tracks. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I would say we're growing. We are growing. Yeah, uh, when e- expanding. The ESPN's on the downward track, we're on the upward track. Yeah, hey, uh, one block lifts another. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. And I'd like to say Andy Katz, Trent Dilfer, Jay Crawford, there's always room over at the end. Yeah, if you'd like to come cafe. on to the show, yeah. uh, again, it's kind of a long line right now. We've got President Erdogan <laughs> from Turkey and... Uh, the Venezuelan president yes. as well. Don't, don't recall his name. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll add. We'll, uh, add. Well, we'll try to get you on as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. As soon Definitely. as we get those guys, we get their then their airtime that they've wanted so badly for a long time. Uh, all right, moving on. We got a big <laughs> night tonight in the NFL. Yeah, it's draft night. It's draft night. Big draft night. Boo! Boo! It's our boo. Our impression of fans when Roger Goodell gets on the stage. Boo! I'm excited for that. That's that's my favorite moment oh, in, in, in the NFL in general. In the entire in sports, sports actually. year, sports, I think. Yeah. That hearing that first boo echo throughout um, <laughs> Radio Music Hall. Yeah, and then and then Goodell trying to like <laughs> fire back with some sort of witty like thing like, like oh, oh okay all right. It's like missed you guys. <laughs> Does that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Who, who do you think? Who do you think is the first name he calls? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, everyone's kind of saying Miles Garrett, but I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Todd McShay said today, that rhymed. Todd McShay said today that that it's leaning towards Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Right now, the Browns want Trubisky. The Browns want him, but they've got the Glock. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They've got the Glock. <laughs> Glock Osweiler. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, can't say I know too much about Trubisky since he's been at not North, many people do North Carolina. Yeah. 
He hasn't he, had. He played one full season. He mm-hmm. played half of his sophomore year and then all of his junior year. I hear he's got small hands. <laughs> that's that's what I hear. That's going to be tough to to grip the ball there, especially out in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Air pressure. Mm. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I can't really st- step in and debate here whether like what quarterback I would take because I haven't. I yeah, obviously okay. like I've watched like one. I've watched like the the really like the two highlights that ESPN shows whenever they talk about Trubisky. <laughs> I liked Sean Watson. I thought he looked he pretty good. He showed even though even though um, he struggled in terms of like interceptions here. And yeah, this is he, showed, he showed leadership. Oh yeah, and and he stayed all all he's four years. Was he junior? Uh, I think he's a junior right now. Nonetheless, he he stayed. Yeah. Um, more than he stayed another year. Uh, and ended up you know having success. Yeah, he's got in. Got, he wanted to. Yeah, great feet, yeah. good poise, I think, because you got to have poise if you're throwing mm-hmm. <laughs> as many interceptions as he did. <laughs> got to, you know, stay composed. Yeah. He looked really good in the national championship game mm-hmm. and was definitely... Especially coming off an injury like an ACL. Yeah. Um, I I would I would definitely lean towards drafting Watson over Trubisky. Yeah, I like, I like Watson for sure. Yeah. Then again, I haven't watched a lot of Trubisky, mm-hmm. but who has? Well, I'd like to also... Uh, we talked about earlier the... In an earlier episode about the running back debate, um, yeah, in this, and I, I, I said um, I would like the the Oakland Raiders to to draft a running back, and they recently reached their deal with Marshawn Lynch, so they have their running back now. Um, but <laughs> so awesome, it's, it's it's exciting, very exciting. But the kind of the three running backs that are at the forefront of this draft, you have Leonard Fournette, you have Dalvin Cook, and you have Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And as of late, McCaffrey and Fournette have been rising up this this draft board. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey's yeah he did they put him in the top ten yeah he's an incredible athlete and in mm-hmm. he showed that in the combine there was a lot of yeah. impressive stuff well friend friend of the show Axel Fox he <laughs> uh, he actually we had this discussion about McCaffrey and Fournette and the value of a of a running back in the top ten because you saw last year Ezekiel Elliott drafted with a fourth overall pick mm-hmm. and this kind of craze behind the, a, a good running back and what that can do for your team exactly and he was Axel um, he was a little little wary of McCaffrey really yeah. He, we we were talking about his his ceiling and not 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 necessarily his ceiling, but just seeing him as a as a slot guy because he doesn't exactly have the size to be an every down back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if the team might convert him into a, into a slot role, um, so I, we I, we we both agreed upon Dalvin Cook or Fournette over McCaffrey. Which I think oh yeah, I would is, take Dalvin Cook. He's been yeah. I guess there's some ball security issues there, mm-hmm. uh, but of the last two years that I've watched Dalvin Cook, and I've seen him play a lot. I, I like to watch yep. Florida State. They've had a really like, fun offense. Good to watch. Uh, but his explosiveness is, like, out of this world. He, like, uh, you know, you'll see him sort of hop around for a couple seconds in the backfield and kind of explode, like, straight up the field, and he's just ridiculously fast. Yes, he's incredibly it's, fast. Yeah. It's just wild to watch him. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. Fournette, of course, I mean – I I'd say you know what you're gonna get, but you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, he's power back. He's he's um, just hard to bring down. Yeah, he's a man. He's a man, man. He's a man's man. Not necessarily the breakaway speed that a Dalvin Cook has, but uh, in in the right system, Fournette could could potentially be your your go-to back. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think another quarterback worth talking about here. Go back to the quarterback debate for a second. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Uh, Boy, can he sling it. He yeah, can sling he can it. sling it. And he's kind of been, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's been rising up the draft board he, as well. He had an incredible combine. 
No. Um, Good for him. In terms of just the way he looked. He, he, not gonna, I saw him play against Baylor um, in their bowl game, and he's a little overweight. Um, <laughs> but I think I think he slimmed down a bit, and we know he has an arm. We know he has an arm. And he's athletic. Yeah, yeah um, he is. I don't know if the smarts are always there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, these Texas Tech quarterbacks that come out of here, obviously they, they're sort of in an air raid system. They mm-hmm. have been for several years now. Mm-hmm. And they always look really good because they're mm-hmm. just chunking all the time. I mean, he did 5,000 yards this year. He did. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still in the ball a ton. So the numbers are always going to be there. And, of course, the question is, IQ, is it there? IQ. I think, Can he make I think, good decisions in the NFL? I think the size, the athleticism, and the numbers are all Oh, there. yeah, no doubt. The IQ and the, the mental um, toughness, the wherewithal to sustain, sustain yeah. in the NFL. Like Deshaun Watson, his, yeah. his poise. I yeah. think I think if we're comparing here, something that puts Deshaun Watson uh, ahead of Mahomes. Well, Mahomes may have the better arm, mm-hmm. uh, but, I mean, I don't think anyone has a better arm than Mahomes, honestly. But Watson definitely has the mental aspect of the game much, much better than Mahomes does. Mahomes. 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 Yeah. Mahomes. That's interesting. Well, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight on, uh, on draft night. Yeah. Draft day. The only thing I know is that Roger Goodell's going to gonna get booed. That's the After f- that, it's, it's, it's crapshoot. <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> we don't know. Um, would you like to talk a little NBA? I would love to. Yeah. I love so talking NBA. Wednesday night, we had... Man, the, the number of games in a night are dwindling as, as teams keep moving. Yeah, on. very sad. I was I know. pretty disappointed. Only two games. Yeah, but only two games. But two two good games. Good games, indeed. Uh we got the Celtics uh scoring off against the Bulls. Yeah. And once again, the Celtics kinda kinda fought fought through the fourth quarter. And they've won they've won three straight now. Three straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in the driver's seat of this series, heading yeah. back to Chicago, yeah. I believe. But mm-hmm. uh I believe they didn't. They win both their games at Chicago. They did, yeah. yeah so, so it's a place they're a place they're familiar playing. Home, home, court home court advantage out advantage the window in Chicago. Uh, I the the state of the Bulls is interesting. Jimmy Butler set to be um, free agent. Mm-hmm. He so when I, when I look at when I look at the league, you have your 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 bona fide super, superstars, the, those top tier guys like LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And, as much as I hate to say it, Steph Curry and uh, oh. Kawhi Leonard. Yes. And then you have guys like Jimmy Butler that are, I think, that second tier. Yeah, definitely. They have, they, they're just in that second tier of borderline superstars. Yeah, I would throw, throw them in there with, uh, like, Gordon Hayward. Uh, yeah, a, a budding Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, even still Melo, I would say. Yeah, he's kind of second tier. He's kind of dropped. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, I... I can't. I don't have a, a definite game in mind where I've seen Jimmy Butler just take over and command a game. In the, I mean, he had a fifty point game this year, mm-hmm. in which he kind of showed that. But this, I think, this game six has potential for him to yeah. to show what what we kind of all know he's capable of, um, and in taking over a game and and winning, willing his team to victory. So I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for him to show that, especially going into this offseason where he has the potential to make quite a bit of money. Yes, be that to be that guy on a team. Mm-hmm. And head over to uh, Washington. Yes, Washington uh, faced off against Atlanta. Yeah, man. And came out with a what, W again. Yeah, what's been I think our favorite matchup to watch. Yes, individual matchup. Dennis the, Schroeder and uh, John Wall. The point guard matchup. I've always three. always been a, a fan of Dennis Schroeder. Uh-huh. Uh, ever since he was backing up Jeff Teague, I was fighting for Dennis Schroeder. I wanted him to be <laughs> the starter. Him minutes. I was like Jeff Teague. Ah, man. 
Except he, he's good and all, but he's no Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. And uh, I just remember the, uh, I think it was game four, uh, mm-hmm. the commentators would, would not stop raving about how confident Dennis Schroeder is. And like how he was like, uh, he ended up finishing the game, I think like six for 15 shooting mm-hmm. or something like that. But he was, he ended up making some big shots down the, down the stretch and he didn't have any points in the first quarter. And that was mainly because he he missed the shots he took, and then he had gotten foul trouble really early. He had he picked up three fouls in the first quarter and didn't play uh, for the most of the first half. And he ended up that's tough to sit through as a young point guard. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously going to be very frustrated, yeah. and you got to wonder what that what that what kind of impact that has on your your mental your mental game for that mm-hmm. for that particular game. But he uh, he showed up in the in the fourth quarter in a big way uh, for the Hawks. Of course, you know. I think oh was it game game four the Hawks won game four yeah they they won um it was it was two zero and the Hawks won oh, yeah, yeah 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 next two but uh, but the Wizards pulled out a victory last night yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was three two I just can't remember what the the the, the breakdown sequential yeah who won what the order but uh, yeah he had a, a huge game down the stretch mm-hmm. hit some threes to to put it away I I think I think he will be an all star. Oh yeah. Um, in, yeah. The, in the near future. Yeah, and with he's he's got he's just so confident in his, yeah. in his game. He's he and Paul Millsap for the years to come, I think, will be a, a very very good fit in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exciting. Um, two games tonight with the potential to to clinch a series. We have uh, Milwaukee and Toronto. Toronto found their groove. They fought back and yeah. they they're on the verge of clinching that. It's kind of sad. I was really <laughs> I really pulling for the Bucks there. Yeah. I thought they I don't know after. Seeing <coughs> them hold Toronto to like thirty points, oh, I know. thirty points in the first half of a game during that series, I was like, "There's no way that the uh, that the Raptors can can possibly win this series." <laughs> they scored thirty points and a half, but they 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 rebounded. They're, they they're did. coming back. They did. Re- they rebounded. Yeah, that's that's that, the, actually huh? the difference in the in the game. Guys like Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas uh, yeah. just out muscling the younger Thon Maker and Giannis. Uh, another the other series, the other game we have tonight is San Antonio and Memphis, um, which has actually turned out to be one of my one of my more entertaining series. Is one of my it favorite has. series. For, at, the, at the beginning, we thought, hey, this is going to be a San Antonio sweep like normal. Yeah. But uh, the Grizz, the they they analyzed their data. They, <laughs> they took their data yeah. and uh, yeah, they 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 kind of fought back. I'm hoping I'm hoping it goes seven. I uh, that would be interesting. I don't think Pop will allow that to no, happen. No, I don't think he will either. I think this is going to be done and done after tonight. But a game seven Spurs and Grizzlies uh, in San Antonio would be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, it would be because you got that that passion from the, the Grizzlies side <laughs> and uh, Fisdale, and you know you never know what happened. Mike Conley might go off mm-hmm. for sixty, and then you got on the other hand Pop, cool, calm, and collected Spurs. <laughs> they're going to get in there. They're going to do their thing. And probably win, but pro- pro- in all likelihood win. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Time, time for our uh, ten seconds of NHL news. The NHL Express, all aboard. Ready? The Nashville Predators remain un- unbeaten in this year's playoffs, opening up their second round series against the St. Louis Blues with a four-three barn-burning win. Got a question for you? Is it the Preds' year? Trick question? No, it's the Caps' year. Caps all the way. Stanley Cup winners. You heard it here, not first. You've heard secondly. It. Probably second yes. or third, something like that. I don't know. But that's Caps the NHL. Here. Caps here. Go Preds, go Caps. Yep. Okay, moving on. 
It's time for the Parthenon, and today we've got a very, very special Parthenon. Very, very near and dear to our hearts. Yes, one of my favorites so far that we've done. Celebrity power couples. <laughs> you know them, you love them, so do we. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'll start off with one of, one of my favorite celebrity power couples. Uh, Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman. You got your, your singer and your actress, uh, Nicole Kidman, one of, one of Hollywood's most beautiful uh, actors. Yeah, actress, Hollywood actress. sweetheart. Hollywood sweetheart, yes. For sure. And then Keith Urban. Um, you, you might you might know uh, do more people know him as a host of American Idol now than <laughs> as an actual uh, musician I don't know I, I, I'm trying to think of Keith Urban songs I know uh, I just love I just love it when he bobs his head back and forth <laughs> his hair and uh, every time he gets a new tattoo too he loves he loves talking about his tattoos and his accent both of their accents are just intoxicating uh, ah, yeah yeah listen, listen to them talk forever yes uh one of my favorites, uh, obviously they're no longer together, it's short-lived, um, but <laughs> Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, I have them on here solely for the purpose of that picture with them, uh, <laughs> matching jean, jean outfits. You've got uh, Justin Timberlake in the uh, Canadian tuxedo, as they call it, mm. uh, jean jacket, jeans, jeans, uh, jean shirt, and jean hat. Becoming the, the, the more popular tuxedo, I yes. think, these yeah. days. I, I'm a big fan of the Canadian, yeah. Canadian tuxedo. It's a good look. Uh, and then Britney Spears in a, a jean dress. Uh, great look, bold. Um, she always is. Yes. Uh, and that that's kind of what propelled them for me to put them on this mm-hmm. list is because of that, that picture right yeah. there, what they wore. you got to respect it. You have to. Uh, another one of my favorites, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Really mm-hmm. just for one reason in general, because they, they produced uh, Jaden Smith. Yes. That's, that's I think oh, I'm... Yeah. Out of out of our list, that's the best byproduct we have of, yeah. of a couple. I would say so. Yeah. Just when you when you put when you put material out like that. Yes. Um, you you know you've 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 uh, you've won as a celebrity power couple. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is going to be very basic, uh, but rest in peace, Brangelina, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, recently split. Uh, very sad. I was heartbroken when I heard the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like in a couple years from now, people are going to be talking about. Hey, where were you when you heard that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie broke up and where, they split? Where were you when you heard? Uh, I remember very clearly. I was uh, in. I was. I think I was just in my in my bed, just kind of hanging out. I had a long day. Um, I was very tired, and I needed some good news. Uh-huh. So I went uh, went ahead and logged onto Snapchat and looked at the oh, Daily no. Mail uh, articles. And I did not receive good news from the Daily Mail Snapchat articles. In fact, I got news that the Brangelina had ultimately split. And man, do, do remind me, do we know which party initiated the split? Was it kind of a mutual thing, or was there? I hear that Brad had some issues going on, and Angelina uh, was kind of feeling like she she and the kids may be in danger, perhaps. Or that Brad just wasn't being a good father and a good husband. Um, I can't imagine that. Yeah, no. He, I, I think he'd be a great father. Yeah. Just, you know, Me too. He just seems like a good guy. But, uh, yeah, apparently, I think he's doing better. Mm-hmm. He was seen out in public, I think, with his oh, ex, yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's also very skinny Spice. now, right? He's he slimmed down. He's he lost a bunch of weight for yeah. some sort of role. Huh? I believe so. World War Z2, maybe? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? He only he knows. Um, no. And David Fincher now. Uh, <laughs> well, another another celebrity power couple um, that's <laughs> rising up in in the terms of 
society, the the Curry family. Yes. Uh, NBA NBA basketball player Steph Curry and um, now celebrity cook Aisha Curry. Yes. After the release of her her cookbook, cookbook, which I will be purchasing very soon. Uh, I'm in. I'm very very ready to learn. I uh, I want to cush like cook cook. <laughs> I want to cook like the Currys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I want to see what is making Steph just so dang what, good. What do you? Th- yeah, okay. What do you? Steph gets home from a long day at the at Oracle Arena at the the office at the office, and uh, Aisha's cooking cooking him up something. Mm-hmm. What 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 is she serving? Whew. man, probably not a whole lot of meat. Seeing that Steph is so skinny, this is true. He's probably vegan or something. He's probably, and. <laughs> Or at least very lean meat. Yeah, lean meat. Maybe fish or fish or uh, turkey. Maybe I don't know. Is turkey lean? Turkey? Well, it can, oh, it can buffalo be. is lean. I think. No, he's not a buffalo guy though. No, he's not a buffalo. Even, guy. Regardless, elk. Elk is lean. I think. <laughs> stag. <laughs> Ooh, stag. Stag's good. Mm. Bacon wrap stag. Bacon. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, and then last, last but not least. Mm. Uh, they're they're currently currently dating, although yeah. maybe not for well, much longer because well, uh, well, we can, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, Selena Gomez in the weekend, um, man, you want to talk about star power and talent? Ooh, ooh, man, that's that's an impressive a combination of, of talent right there. Uh, the reason we say maybe not for much longer is because uh, the weekend's working with Lana Del Del Rey uh, quite a, quite a, quite a bit there. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, if I was the if, weekend, if, I would. If, if, a man working with a, a, a gal like Lana Del Bay for that long. Yes. It's tough. Tough not to. Yeah. Lana, Lana will get you. She's a, a temptress and a. A siren. Yeah, a siren. A siren song. Yeah. So. Poor Selena. Well, ever since her split with the scene, her uh, her band. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Those are our celebrity power couples. Yep. Uh, birthdays today. Um, another Another celebrity power. Uh, Cy Robertson, turning turning sixty nine today, um, reality star of Duck Dynasty. Um, who's your favorite Duck Dynasty character? Uh, Sadie, Sadie Robertson. <laughs> okay, there's not a whole lot of competition there. Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, and then uh, Corey Seager. Corey Seager, the shortstop for the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Uh, great player, young young star yeah. on the rise. Mm-hmm. Look out for him and his bat. He's gonna be real good. Yes, he will. Uh, and then and his glove. a um, a birthday. Uh, I believe Ulysses S. Grant is turning. Oh, uh, how one hundred and ninety five? I want to say he's turning wow. one hundred and ninety five. I think he was born in. Happy birthday to the general. Yeah, the weakest president of all time. I think. Uh, he's gonna be remembered. His legacy. He is remembered. Uh, his his term his terms in the, term in office was just mm-hmm. inundated with scandal mm-hmm. and weakness and bribery and just badness. Just badness. badness. It, I mean, yeah. It's sad that it's, it's hard to follow up a guy like Abraham Abraham Lincoln, but you you can't just do it. You you couldn't do a worse a more worse job than yeah. Ulysses S. Grant did. Yeah, he poor. He's very poor. Yeah, I did a research paper on him uh, in high school. I think it must have been terrible. Yeah, I was disappointed. And him. I was like, Ulysses, man. Shame. Especially with a name like that. Yeah, Ulysses, come on. You, 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 can't, you can't fail with a name yeah, like that. Yeah, no. He found a way, though. 
You did. You gotta admire that. <laughs> he found a way to fail. Maybe we're looking at this at this from the wrong angle. Yeah. Maybe it's impressive that you failed. Might be. Gotta respect it. Okay, well, uh, that's all we have for today, April twenty seventh. The day, the day the universe was created. Yeah, uh, Johannes Kepler. Yeah. Well, on behalf of all of us over at Info Cafe who are not uh, experiencing budget cuts or layoffs, more staff cuts, or or layoff cuts, layoff cut, yeah, layoffs, layoff, layoff cuts, <laughs> haircuts, uh, none of those. Either. I'd like to wish you a, a wonderful Thursday. Um, have a, have a wonderful day. The good, rest of the day. Good night and good luck. Yeah, and make sure to watch the draft and boo Roger Goodell alongside. Boo. 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 Boo.